Hello, this is your host Shane with Radical Rocks. Today we're going to be talking about the minerals of Pikes Peak, Colorado in our, our how-to guide. And I want to thank you guys for putting up with that commercial in the beginning. And uh, let's get right into it. Um, you can definitely see this blog if you go to our blogs, which is Radical Rocks radicalrocksusa.blogspot.com and you can check out the blog there and um, feel free to put in your two cents we've got lots of social media and other outlets that you can connect with us at alright so we're going to get right into it the minerals of Pikes Peak Colorado Pikes Peak is really a stunning view there's quite a view from the Garden of the Gods it's very majestic and a beautiful sight to see, as much of the Colorado mountains are. This area is a famous rock-hounding area that attracts serious collectors and scientists from all over the world to this very mineral-diverse area. There are many areas here in collecting spots that cover the Colorado Front Range that includes the Pike Peaks Range and the Pikes Peak Region. These areas go near Colorado Springs on the south to the west of Denver to the north. This area is mostly a large mass of granite that covers 1,200 square miles roughly. Areas that were cracked and refilled through time have left in certain areas these cone formations and at times continued out to form the skin of minerals or fine grain granite and through this process, many crystals can be formed within the boundaries of these cones and ring-shaped zones around the edges of this intrusive center. The pockets are called merolithic cavities. And those cavities we like. Those are the ones we like. Those are not the kind that the dentist goes extracting. They're the kind that we go in to extract some really wonderful minerals. The primary minerals of interest are topaz, smoky quartz, of course all these are crystals, amnesite and amnesite crystals, amnesite with topaz combined, um, other names which I'll probably slaughter but I'll do my best, pinacate, fluorite, zircon, gothite, feldspar, pegmatites, rare minerals such as amphibole, uh, astrolife, cryolite, bastnistite, Rebeccaite, Tysonite. Many variations in colors and qualities can be found depending on what site you're searching. So in the blog here we we say, you know, first check and see what areas you can collect in. Check the local laws and regulations because these are always changing. So we're going to go through several different areas of interest. First, uh, in uh, alphabetical order, is Crystal Park. Now, um, Crystal Park, just the name, sounds great to those interested in crystals, right? The park is located on the eastern slope of Cameron's Cone. About 10,700 feet, the conical peak, southeast of Pike Peak Summit. The mountains here form a bowl-shaped valley named Crystal Park. Roads are maintained well, but sad to say the area is becoming built up with some private homes. The National Forest covers much of the area as well. The collecting range is from the northern slopes of Cameron's Cone to Specimen Rock on the south. In this area, smoky and amnesite 
crystals can be found. Also, a good amount of topaz is in this area. The next area is Crystal Peak. Another crystal area sounds just as good, and it's said to be one of the best. And it's quite famous. It's about 35 miles west of Colorado Springs, north on Highway 24, between Fluorescent and Lake George. You will see the knoll. That is Crystal Peak, about 3.5 miles north of Fluorescent. It is a ring-shaped and about 5 miles in diameter. The eastern part also has private homes built on it, and the western and northern parts are national forest land. The collection area is located near Crystal Peak. This has produced topaz, fluorite, and gethite. The price, um, the prize rather, is you get some of the deep, deepest black smoky quartz and deep blue amnesite specimens in the world. In a lot of the other areas, it's mostly um, green or pale, and uh, there are some other variations we'll talk about. Next area on our list is Devil's Head. This is another intrusive center sitting about 9,700 feet, forming a distinctive peak that is seen as far away as Denver. Devil's Head is about some 33 miles somewhat southwest of Denver. Most collecting is found on the west side of the mountain. The area is noted for large topaz crystals, large smoky quartz crystals of gem quality, deep and dark black. Some of them, several feet in length, have been found here. Also, there is a pale amnesite in this area. The next area is Gold Camp Road. This location brags some of the rare minerals in the region. The Gold Camp Road is along an old railroad grade that goes from Colorado Springs to Cripple Creek and north on to Cheyenne Canyon. Areas of collecting are from Helen Hunt Falls all the way to St. Peter's Dome and continue north to High Dive. There are large amounts of fluorite materials, including fluorite, and somewhat rarer materials such as N. fibulo blastinacite, cryolite, rubicite, tysonite, and even rarer astrophyllite. Also, colorful and large zircon crystals can be found in these areas. As with all these areas, smoke quart crystals and amnesite can be found. Now, the next area is Pikes Peak. That is the namesake of our discussion. A nice hike along the um, Pikes Peak Trail can yield some treasures along the way. Pikes Peak is an intrusive center. Along Bar Trail is Glen Cove, a famous spot. It's a glacial circle at about 11,000 feet. It's on the north side of the mountain. An amnesite can be found along the way of the trail. And at the Glen Cove, you have quartz, amnesite, topaz, crystals, and they can be found on some steep cliff pockets as well. The Roselle Lobe. This is an isolated lobe off of Pikes Peak. This is our next location. Um, it's, it's off of Pike Peak's granite on the southeast slope of the Mount Evans with a 14,000 peak just west of Denver. Similar minerals are found along here with good smoky quartz, amnesite, and topaz. Next is a Terriol Mountains, another intrusive center named Redskin Stock. The Terriol Mountains are about 12 miles of Lake George. It's a better known area for topaz. Peg Pegmatite contains pockets of the minerals. Placers also can yield minerals. Mostly topaz is found in these. Mostly smoky quartz and amnesite is found here. However, amnesite can be a pale pink 
or white, a, a microline feldspar that makes a very nice specimen for mineral collectors and uh, some of these are quite valuable when I looked online around at some of these specimens that uh, people were selling. Now as far as lapidary for these minerals, uh, many of the minerals here are collected and very well suited just for mineral co uh, collection of specimens just as they are. But of course you can facet these materials. Um, I don't know that I would facet a really spectacular topaz but the smoky quartz, um, you could make a cabajon. I don't mean facet, but I mean cabajon, a uh, topaz. I wouldn't, I wouldn't probably make a cabajon out of a nice, a nice topaz, but um, maybe out of a smoky quartz if you wanted to. Okay, so you can facet, you can cabajon, you can, you know, have these wonderful specimens in the area. Now, where to collect? Um, this was kind of frustrating in my research. Um, it seems like a lot of areas are open to collecting. But some of them are closed, and some of the roads close. Um, of course, it's seasonal there. The pay-to-dig sites, I cannot find any of them that are open to the general public. There must be one there somewhere. But um, the one that I did find will cater to the Rockhounds uh, clubs and the mineralogical groups. And they said their charge was $50. They give you a bag of minerals, and then they let you hunt. But there's a catch. Um, you have to pay for what you find. So if you find something, supposedly they're going to tell you what it's worth wholesale, and that's what they're going to charge you for. So not, uh, not the greatest, but it might be good just to get your hands wet there and be able to find something. All right. Um, the latest copy of uh, Rockhounding Colorado, which is a guidebook for rockhounds, that can be of help to find open areas as well. So I left some uh, collecting information near the bottom of this uh, blog. And uh, again, just go to RadicalRocksUSA.blogspot.com and all our links are there. And by the way, you know, thank you for joining our podcast. Please subscribe. Please share. We're trying to grow this channel. Um, please check out our blog. This is our 10th episode. Um, we have a lot of social media. We're on um, Twitter. We're on LinkedIn. Um, I don't think I've set up a Facebook yet, but I have, uh, I have a uh, YouTube channel, which we haven't done anything yet, but uh, you can go to that if you want to. The link is there. If you have any um, suggestions or any ideas, if you'd like to sponsor in some way, if you've got an idea for a show or you want your club sponsored or highlighted, your mine, any of these type of things, um, please reach out to us and let us know. We would definitely like to include that. Also, we have a little affiliate link there, and at the bottom are all the websites to the different links um, where you can collect and where you can learn more about the Pikes Peak area, and then the references there are also there at the bottom. So we appreciate your support, and remember, old rock hounds don't die, they petrify. This is your host, Shane. Over now.